0: Hello Internet, it's a Tuesday night, time for Scuba and Rye, and tonight we're going to be hanging out with Dave from RealmSmith and Mithril Armory, or Mithril Armory, then RealmSmith, I, which is the right order again? No,
1: RealmSmith first. RealmSmith,
0: Realmsmith first. first? There we go.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and of course, my co-host Rye is also here. Rye, how you doing, buddy?
2: I am good. I'm, I am from a remote location Taken hostage
0: by Kirby and a Packers pillow, so. I just, yeah, I, I've got nothing for that. He, <laughs> I really uh, don't.
2: His mouth's wide open. I don't know what he's intending to do. So. I
0: don't know. Did you <laughs> did, did you see those pillows from uh, last year, Dave? They they made a Kirby pillow that you could use in your office. It's it's just like the the from the game. You can just kind of stick your head in and and take a nap at your desk. It's oh, really wild. Oh,
1: that's great. No, I didn't see that, but that's that's okay. Can you fit in that guy? Right? Yeah.
2: Now, you can get your head in there? Yeah, I probably can. <laughs> you know, he's, in, he's a he's he's a
0: troublemaker at night, so. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. But uh yeah, so tonight we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna hang out with Dave and we're gonna talk all kinds of gaming and kickstarting and all these crazy wild things you've been you you guys have been up to. <laughs> Chad's yeah.
2: pointed something out in the chat. He said What's our that? volume is a low. Little-
0: Volumes are low. I can. Uh, we'll see how that goes now. All
2: right. Probably Kirby's
1: fault.
0: I'm sucking out all the air. You know? Yeah. It's all that acoustical conditioning behind you. <laughs> <laughs> see how it works. All right. It looks like a. Uh everything else is good as far as volumes Boom. nice portal on the echo part but yeah so uh first typically we talk about what's up what we've been doing all that kinds of crazy things um let's start with with uh dave dave what you been up to with the start of the year and all this crazy shenanigan?
1: full time as of the fall last year. Um, and it's just been it's just been a bit of a bit of a trip um, trying to take care of all of the fulfillment. because we did we did uh, two, two Kickstarters right at the end of last year that we were trying to deliver in time for Christmas. And so it's just this massive push to try to get everything done and the warehouse and out and then dealing with uh, customer service issues and then trying to launch another project for January. So it, it's been it's been a bit wild. <laughs> Sounds like it. And and I got married in November.
0: Oh yes, congratulations!
1: <laughs> yeah, so so it has been uh, a very very interesting uh, atypical start of the year for
0: me. That's that's awesome. Again, congrats on getting married. Yeah, I- thank
1: you. Thank
0: you. I've seen Mrs. Bucky Yow in the in the chat a couple of times. She's been <laughs> yeah, yeah. welcomed with open arms from the community, I dare say. Yeah,
1: yeah. She went from uh, I don't know Muskoka's girlfriend to Yow's wife,
0: like in the chat. I think just from from one month to the next. <laughs> Trying to troubleshoot that. Uh, Rye, what have you been up to, my man?
2: What I have been up to, it's um—it's another week, another training week for me over at, um, at my job at Optima, so learning new things. Um, got my books ordered for my class. Yeah, oh. That begins tomorrow night. I will be, um, so got those two books on, you know, on the prime, on the prime drive, so they'll drop tomorrow, hopefully, wink, cross my fingers. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to this class. I, I've checked out the syllabus. It's going to be very in-depth. Um, like I told you off the air, I'll be able to do some kind uh, of field work because uh, the class is about uh, teaching composition 6 through 12. So they're going to have us actually um, uh, grade and help um, uh, tutor people from English uh, 110.
0: 110 series?
2: 10 yeah. at the college. So looking forward to that. Um, getting some experience, I'm a, even though I'm a trainer um, by trade, you know, this is a whole going back to grad school is to move one up uh, in the world into my passion and eventually get to my ultimate goal, head of the English department. Somewhere down the road. But, but than that, just a lot of, uh, because class is about to start it in, I'm trying to cram in as many shows as I can stream in a matter of hours. So I have been uh, uh, trying to Uh, blazed through the final season of Vikings uh, blazed through Bridgerton with my girlfriend uh, blazed through a ton of other shows I can't even name because it's such a list um, because I have all the streaming services under the radar Um, uh, watch movies playing games, uh, playing cyberpunk without the glitches I guess I'm one of the few that haven't had those crazy glitches on the Xbox Um, but other than that nothing else going on uh, just kind of relaxing and getting ready to uh, lose lose a bunch of sleep sleep and be exhausted at the end of the week again school and work oh yeah it's not even by choice anymore it's by demand so
0: <laughs> yeah I can understand that That's going back to school is always an exciting thing oh yeah um so. I guess, uh, I guess I'm last. Okay, uh, what have I been <laughs> doing? Uh, D&D, D&D, and more D&D. And that seems to be my life. Uh, Shadow Watch had their first episode of the new year, and uh, I thoroughly tortured them completely, <laughs> apparently. So they had fun. They were, uh, to, to fill in, they were uh, in the Underdark and had to deal with a cavern full of giant spiders and driders when we left off at the end of the year. So... This session was mainly finishing that fight. That was the entire session. All three hours was finishing that fight. And it, I had had them in a position where they couldn't use their major things. Like, I have a paladin. He's really good at smites. Well, if the creatures are up in the walls and the ceilings, you're not in melee. So that, that shut him down. And then my rogue, I he got poisoned because he failed the constitution save. So he had the poison condition, which pretty much shut down his... <laughs> Sneak attack. It was. I felt good, but it was one yeah. of those things. Uh, my wife got her uh, technology package in. She's doing. Uh, going to be doing some tax prep stuff again this year, and so the company sent her this big old box. So she's been working on cleaning out her craft room so she can put all her stuff in there and get that all set up. So helping with that, and this. Kind of sorting through. I went through. I had. I've been getting prepped up to do crafting. I think I'm gonna start doing some 4 table terrain. I've got some buildings I want to build for some Warhammer games. Now that I've got all these armies to play with, I need to get some more stuff on my table. But uh, that's been that and a lot of work on the website. I have been pumping out content on my website, trying to figure out how to get the blogs format going, get all the podcast stuff up through my Trillo board because I've got a lot more things in the completed column, which feels good. It's <laughs> now it's like, oh, have I have all this got also got all these videos I haven't edited yet. Kind of bad, but get there. That's kind of what I've been up to. <laughs> so, more of the usual, more of the same. Um. So yeah, other so let's talk about Mithril Armory. What is Mithril Armory? Where where did that whole thing come from, Dave?
1: Oh, well, where where it came from? Uh, it, it's uh, it's an interesting interesting story to share. So so Joel and I, uh, people think that we've known each other forever because we we're we're just good buds and I don't know we just we're we good buds. we we only knew each other for about two years since now we've only known each other about two years um we met through realm smith uh started playing together i think we were i think we were in jay's garage at that point we're out of the backyard into the garage uh and doing our very first streams um and that was kind of where where joel and i i met that was uh Uh, sentinels
0: of the storm stuff right oh yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yeah way back then yeah, and uh, Joel and I, I, I had a full-time uh, job at a not-for-profit, and Joel was doing some consulting there, and then I left that job, and I was doing consulting at, at another non-profit that he was at, and so we kind of worked together a bit. And then I, at the company um, where I was consulting, and he was working full-time, um, well, that's that's kind of where we... We got inspired for the for the spinners. Okay. Uh, we saw uh, a similar sort of uh, product there, but not with a totally different purpose. And we thought this would be am- amazing. It's like an alternative b 20 And uh, we thought people, some people are going to hate this, and some people are going to love it. And we're like, that's that's exactly where we want to sit, is it in this in this line where, you know, you got a whole bunch of people that love it and people people that hate it. Because if you're not, if you don't have people that hate your product. <laughs> You're not doing anything new. You haven't invented anything. You're not pushing the boundaries, unless somebody dislikes your product. That, that's um, interesting. So
0: I haven't heard happy. about it in that kind of context before.
2: <laughs> that is a that is a different yeah. way to look at it.
0: Yeah, now that I'm reevaluating some of the some of those some some products. Like, yeah, there are people who really loathe certain things, but man, they do really well.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? The, the people that hate stuff, they love hating things. Yes. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to talk bad about our product, please do. <laughs> like, please, please make a whole episode, uh, fill our feed with negative comments, so we can reply to them and say these are actually the benefits that are, you, you know, that you're overlooking. Um, and we're we're happy to do that. We we don't, I don't, I never hide comments uh, on our ads or on our posts. Uh, we don't hide stuff. We don't delete stuff. I just reply to people because. <laughs> because they're welcome to hate my stuff. Um, we've got enough fans that I'm not worried.
0: But the, yeah, definitely have a fan base. I mean, the first product if I remember right was the was the D, was the spinners, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was a, uh, the very first product. Um, and we made the the 1020 and then the 46812. They're, they're not very catchy names. Um, in fact, even the the we don't even really have a name for the for the product itself. Like we, we call them the spinners, like because they spin. Uh, some people call them the myth rollers uh, or dice spinners. Like people just came up with names for for but we never really applied a name ourselves. So we. I, it's we, it's we, kind we, of one
0: of those things you you kind of want to let see what the organic name is and be like, yep, that works. Let's go with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we have since then. Um, we've been working on uh, some prototypes for a new version. Uh, we kind of addressed all of the concerns that people had. Um, we set, I, th- I actually posted some, some video on, on our Instagram channel um, where the bearings are actually not just loose in the track anymore. They actually orbit uh, on a pole inside of the track, so that there's, there's no way they're going to come out. Oh, that's good. Um, and then deeper in, inside the base is uh, like a fidget spinner bearing so it's very very smooth it's really solid uh it's uh it's way better (laughs) all the concerns um the problem actually that we had at that point was that they they spun too well uh the the um (laughs) uh, guy that, that made our first prototype after we sent him the specs he's like watch this and he spins it and he turns on the the clock on his phone and it's just it's like over 30 seconds just spit it's like okay i could see that to being to a little problematic in a game <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so we had to modify it um but the really cool thing is uh we're going to be able to <laughs> i don't know if i should share this i gotta share it anyway. we're going to be able to release them in uh a, a, an array of colors uh, oh they look sweet. amazing um, like in a, in a candy red and like a burnt orange, um, and a really bright white. Like we we uh, we have a few. Um, we don't have all of them. Uh, I think we're probably going to run another Kickstarter early summer with the uh, chromatic series of spinners, uh, and they're going to be they pretty nice.
0: I'll definitely want to keep definitely going to keep an eye out for that. I was curious. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm curious about the getting a set of the spinners. I just haven't done it yet.
1: <laughs> oh. well, I, I hate to tell people not to not to get it, <laughs> but but uh, if you wait, <laughs> if you if you wait a, a few months, uh, the new version uh, is going to be amazing. And we're I, I'm thinking that we're probably going to um, drop the price on the existing ones quite a bit, and then put out some new ones. So, you know, again, I don't want to say don't don't buy them but
0: um there are better ones yeah. on the horizon <laughs> a,
1: the, the new ones are coming and they're really really good <laughs> nice
0: so after that we had the 1020 which has got I, i've got to be honest with you it's got to be the most gimmicky thing i've ever seen
1: <laughs> Thank you. to
0: date but it is really cool just this whole concept because there's that whole market of oh let's get a little credit card type piece we could put in our wallet and when we pull it out it's either like a survival kit or these crazy things you guys are like hey we're all geeks what is something we need a a d20 to roll initiative on this situation i don't have one great
1: pop 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 pop. yeah the uh the the 1020 uh is not going to be your main d20 It's, it's just not um realistically the you're, you're I don't know the likelihood the, the likelihood of you taking it out because you really really have to play D&D uh, is small you're taking it out because it's it's cool and you want to show somebody like oh yeah my pocket and showing them just fold it up is cool too yeah but then when you can actually put it together and play with it um, it kind of works on multiple levels one it's cool in your wallet Two, it's cool when you fold it together and use it as a dice and uh, three, it is just a, it, it is a metal puzzle. And, and metal puzzles are, are a very popular thing right now. Oh yeah, so they are. this is a metal puzzle that fits in with the D&D world. So
0: and it's actually a simple metal puzzle, because some of those ones, like for the Star Wars stuff, those are insanely oh complicated.
1: I I got it, when we were doing some some research, we <laughs> actually did some research on metal puzzles after we designed the 1020. Oh, and really? I got this, like, dragon i'm like i'm gonna make this awesome dragon and it took me like three days to build the spine and then i gave up like this is crazy i have patience for this <laughs> wild. So, yeah but uh along that line uh i'll say that uh <laughs> probably in about uh i think we're aiming for about two months from now uh that we're gonna release uh the full set of dice so it'll be two or three cards that are a bit larger in a pouch that won't fit in your wallet. It'll be two or three cards um, in a in a package, and it'll have all the dice, including extra D6s. Um, and we're working on a process right now to color laser-print on the metal. Oh, wow. So you could end up with some really... So that's, that's another thing that's coming out uh, in the next few months. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're gonna be cool too.
0: And just walking through the kickstarters for anybody yeah. who sees this who isn't <laughs> familiar with you guys, there was the ornaments.
1: Yeah, the ornaments were. Uh, well, we don't know. We might we might do it again next year. I don't know. Um, they were they were kind of like a fun a fun project to just design some uh kooky christmas characters
0: now are you going to uh, license your characters from realm smith as ornaments because i I, <laughs> I hate to say it but i have a feeling a few of those characters on a couple of those streams might do really well as ornaments for some of the fans
1: yeah 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 uh falfer could i'm sure he'd love to just be at the top of some of these as the angel uh well we I, I did talk to jay a bit about that um it's something that could happen i mean the the, that was not a this was not a kickstarter that was really designed to make money for us this was a kickstarter to like just do something fun that we knew largely our fan base would want um and and that's what we did and we and we took actually a a chunk of the um the profits from it and used it to buy toys to donate to kids
0: that's (laughs) awesome
1: you know, it wasn't it, for, for us. It was just a, a fun little year-end Christmas thing. Uh, maybe next year, yeah. Maybe it'll end up being some realmsmith characters. We'll have to see.
0: Good see. Good see. Yeah. And then uh, we have. Uh, I'm saving two of them for a little later, but the next one has got to be the 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 metal the new the new dice, the Stoneheart dice. Uh, what oh, is gosh, up with yeah. that idea?
1: Um, the Stoneheart series started off um uh we we originally called them the charisma series uh we were going to make a series of dice based on every sort of core skill set um we did design uh, a bunch of them um but once we got to the charisma set uh which became the stoneheart set uh, we thought this uh this is this on its own is probably enough <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so it's been quite an interesting process working with um uh, you know uh, goldsmiths and silversmiths um, and finding stone or gem cutters uh, that work with different gems. and uh, we just wanted to make, again, we just wanted to make the something that stood out. The spinners stand out at somebody's table. They, the tin 20s stands out. Uh, you know, everything that we've done is is kind of different. So we we made a die. That you're never going to take this die out, and somebody's going to say, Yeah, well, look at my D20. It's never going to (laughs) happen. You know, they're going to tuck their their dice away and be like, Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, what?
0: I mean, the goal, just because we see the gold one every Monday on Realm Smith when you get a natural 20, which is a great graphic. I'm actually kind of jelly about the graphic, but (laughs) how much is that gold one again?
1: Oh, uh, So we're still we're still trying to nail down prices. Okay. Um, don't want to put don't want to put you in a
0: corner, but <laughs> well, I don't imagine that's cheap. Metals.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> uh, we're looking at three different metal types, so we're probably going to do brass, silver, and gold. We were originally going to do bronze, silver, and gold, but bronze is um, it's a very finicky metal, and and we have to we have to mold it in two halves and then kind of stitch it together, like they laser weld it together. Oh wow! Uh, But but the bronze kind of, kind of pops and explodes as you do that, and it doesn't, it doesn't work well. So um, yes, we've got to cast it in two halves, put the stone in the center, and then close it and and solder it back together. Um, So we have the, okay, so we're gonna do the, (laughs) the brass, silver, and gold, and we're doing onyx, um, ruby, and diamonds, and we're we're probably going to do lab-grown stones, lab-grown stones as the default, um, and make mined stones available uh, for people that do want them. And the reason we're going with lab-grown um, uh, as, as far as the stone goes, they're, they're chemically, physically identical or better than mined stones. Um, they are a purer version of the stone. Um, they are Uh, less expensive they're kinder on the earth they're kind of on people um so it's just kind of a more ethical way to go as well so that's why we're we're planning to make those the standard um but for those that really insist on a mind stone we'll we'll have that role so depending on whether you go with a brass with onyx i think that would end up being the cheapest combination or a gold with diamond you're probably looking anywhere from 350 to 7,500 um this, this there's going give you a price range uh that, not not everybody's gonna get the golden diamond one but we, we have a silver and onyx um like it's a touching on my table right here but um it, it looks amazing like the silver and onyx it, it's it's beautiful there's nothing wrong with the silver and onyx there's nothing wrong with it
0: uh, I'm, I'm I'm sold I'm sold on the silver part. I've never been much for gold, but I'm all about the silver and all of and, and the onyx. That that just sounds like a great combination. But I'm actually <laughs> yeah. kind of curious if, say, in a year from now, we go, hey, what was the most popular one of the whole line? Oh,
1: yeah, I I I think silver and onyx is going to end up being the most popular. It's the it's the middle of the road price. The contrast is really nice. Um, when the silver gets a little bit of a patina on it, uh, like we, we actually cause the, cause it to tarnish a little bit, um, and then polish out the numbers, um, which make them stand out a lot better.
0: That just um, sure sounds really awesome. It's really cool. It, it
1: just looks, it looks, it looks amazing. Um, and we have, we have been taking, um, reservations. So you, you can kind of reserve your spot in line, uh, just for a dollar. You just send it, send us a, a dollar and fill out the form at stoneheart.ca and you'll, you'll, in the order that people submit their name, that's the order we'll fulfill once they back. And as of right now, we have uh, around 80 names um, that have paid the reservation for, for their spot in line. So uh, we're expecting some good things for this Kickstarter as well.
0: Uh, from what I know, we got three more Kickstarters that I'm aware of. We have the Doodle Dice, the Puzzle Box... Yep. And, of course, the latest one being the Magnetic Tiles, or what's the new name now?
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay, so uh, we've actually done this twice now. Uh, Doodle Dice is a product by another company. uh, Oh, really? Where you don't doodle on dice. Yeah, so we had to change it to Sketch Dice. Um, We actually polled the backers at the time and said, "What, what do you guys want to call this? And so we had to change it to Sketch Dice.
0: Yep. Uh, I, I have my set here that you sent me.
1: Lawyer saying, <laughs> yeah, so I got a letter from uh, from a lawyer through LinkedIn. He just said, "Hey, uh, terribly sorry, but that's our name, so no problem. <laughs> we'll go ahead and change that." Uh, and then uh, the same thing happened again with the um, with Magnetiles. and and uh, we had we had just called it Magnet Tiles, all one word, um, and there, then the, the company Magna. Dash tiles said eh, and it's kind of kind of a little too close to our name and we thought yeah kind of sounds exactly like your name when you say it out loud so uh, so we had to change it we had we had to be much quicker with this one so we we changed all the branding within a few hours uh, new URLs new everything um, I'm not in love with the name tile formers. that might change when when we go to uh, uh, retail um
0: but that's what it is for now. It works. I, I, I'm really kind of excited. I was checking out the Kickstarter on that um, to kind of and look at uh, backing it myself. I just haven't pulled the trigger on that because obviously, as a terrain kind of D and and doing terrain, uh, that kind of a tile system seems like it's another great entry and it's a, it's a unique thing because I see a lot of people make terrain using rare earth magnets. So this is a nice thing. Nice kind of bit with that. I did get a question in from the chat uh, concerning the sketch dice. Do you think it'll be possible to order the dice without the markers for anybody who already has markers or is that kind of a package deal?
1: Yeah, it's on the website. You you can go on the site now and and buy the blank dice.
0: Alrighty. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they're, they're, they're actually, uh, I, I would say that they're, they're super cheap, um, uh, we're selling them for eight bucks for, I think it's, I think it's like eight bucks for, for a set. Like it's, it's, it's really low <laughs> because they they are intended to be add-ons. But um, I, I mean, I, I found, I found blank dice elsewhere. I did look around for them uh, when we were doing this product and, and I found uh, somebody selling them for like $3 per die. I was like, that's, that's crazy. Like twenty twenty one $21 for a set. I mean, they're, they're just geometric shapes. They're just resin shapes. They're, they're, there's no design on them. There's no uh, imprinting or carving or paint. There's no color. I mean, <laughs> so why, you why could you
0: probably get about? an STL file or something for a resin printer and whatnot too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we're, we, we're like, we're not going to charge like some outrageous amount for these, these blank dice. You want to you wanna just buy the dice and go for it. So they're, I think they're like eight or nine bucks on the, on the site. Um, mysterylabyrinth.com,
0: and, and of course the 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 puzzle box, which is the really cool uh, tabletop thing for DMs to add, you know, actual puzzles, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Especially, uh, I've got mine. I haven't done an unboxing or to do a review on it, which I'm going to do, but I'm also going to give that one away to my patrons cool. uh, uh, via Patreon. So, but awesome. I was, that was, that was the one I was, I'm most excited about. And yeah. I, it, I just can't wait to crack that open and see what crazy concoctions you guys came up with for these puzzles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we worked, we worked closely with uh, Brandon, Brandon Perkins, who plays uh, Snow on the current stream uh, with Realm Smith um, and has done DMing with Realm Smith before. Um, we worked with him to kind of develop the narrative. Um, and we um, collaborated on how do you use the puzzles and how do they fit into a storyline. And we didn't, we didn't want to tell people, here's your puzzle, here's how you use it. We wanted to say, here's the puzzle, here's how you solve it, here's how you could use it, and here's how you adapt it into your own story. Because we, we don't want to have a, a thing where you use it once, only in our storyline, and then you can't use it again. Uh, we wanted to make sure we gave value, by, by telling you ways that you could incorporate it again in a new storyline. Um, and so the, the largest thing that's in there is these, this big three-wheel decoder mm-hmm. that has letters and numbers and uh, words. Um, and you can, you can use that to convert you know, phrases into map coordinates or a word into a numeric string, like all, all sorts of directions um it's it's really really cool
0: oh yeah i'm i'm definitely going to be thank thank you for that idea i i, I imagine a few <laughs> parties are going to hate me now
1: oh it's it's so much fun and and the thing is you can you can have your party find pieces as they go right you don't need to say here's the decoder figure out the puzzle you can have them just find a wheel it, you know and then then you know in another city they find another wheel and then i said they find another wheel then they find the base Um, and, and then they find clues and they have to put it together, like to, to say, oh, these clues can be deciphered using this, um, this decoder. Uh, we also have, um, a rune-based puzzle. Uh, so there's kind of a legend on one paper and then a, a phrase written out on another. Um, and again, you can use that rune puzzle and make your own sentences. You can make your own, your own clues, uh, using it, um. We, we didn't want it to be like a one and done thing. We wanted it to be reusable.
0: Oh, goody. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm loving this more and more. And I hadn't even cracked it open. I've been waiting for this chance to have a chat before I cracked mine open. Now I'm definitely going to get that review video done <laughs> to yeah, see how I've it works. Excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, very excited. It's great. That's one of the things I love about having those kind of physical props on a table. Granted, it sucks. We can't have everybody around the table. Yeah. But Having those props is great because that whole the, the whole thing with the immersion, and yeah, you know that kind of thing. But
1: <laughs> yeah, and actually, sorry, that's another thing we should mention, or I think we should, I should mention is that um, throughout the the first book, so we have we have two books. We we designed an entire continent, um, and the goal was to unlock each part of the continent. We only unlocked two of them, so there's two books: there's the main book and then a complimentary book in the main book are Sirenscape cues. So you can actually go and get the sound sa- sets that work with the puzzles and play the cues that, that we created um, to, to go with the puzzles. I, I think it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, this, was the, this was the hardest one to do. There were, there were pieces coming from so many different manufacturers that we had to work with um including just making the the boxes and the foam insert inside the box and all the printing is there's so much printing (laughs) um it was it was a challenge for sure this this box so how's that uh,
0: how how's that whole thing with kickstarter i mean you guys have done number of projects now i know there's more on the way but how's that whole experience been with trying to do you you put the kickstarter up and then try to source everything or is you try to source every or what what's kind of that order of operations for anybody who want wants to get something up on Kit?
1: Yeah. If you, if you want to get something up, uh, we're totally happy to help you by the way. Like, uh, I, I love, uh, uh, I, I'm, I, I have an entrepreneur nature to me. I, I love to see people succeed as well. I don't, I don't think it's like me versus anybody. I think there's plenty to go around and, and I'm happy to help anybody launch their thing if they want help. Um, what we do or what I, I, I tend to take care of this part um, <laughs> is I will, I will figure out how much uh, it's going to cost. Like we, that's, that is step number one is sourcing everything. that's good. well, it's not number one, but it's before we launch, I have to source everything, figure out the entire chain of what, how am I going to get it all together and pull a retail ready package and how much is that going to cost? Um, and, and then at that point, Uh, We'll put it up on Kickstarter and see if we can fund the mass production. Um, For some of them, we did produce them ahead of time so that we could fulfill them quicker. uh, But we can't do that for all of them.
0: I imagine that varies in terms of like, okay, you're going to do another batch of 1020s versus another batch of puzzle boxes, obviously, for the ornaments. That's clearly a, a vast difference in sourcing and production costs.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, the, the, so the spinners, the, the turnaround time was very quick for us to get to market. 10-10, 20s was pretty quick. The other ones was a much longer time. Like You, you think uh, about the, the ornaments. Um, we wanted to be ready to ship them at the beginning of November. Um, we didn't make it. <laughs> but for, to ship them beginning of November, um, that meant that we had to have everything sent to the, to the um, actual metal company uh, by the beginning of December, sorry, uh, October, <laughs> um, which means we had to have all of our samples done in September. So all of the artwork had to be done in October. Uh, whatever comes before September, like I mean, August you start counting or uh, August, so
0: your your <laughs> yeah. artwork and yeah, I could see that you you so you hit any kind of roadblock in that, it's just going to compound.
1: Yeah, so even something as simple as the as the ornaments, it's the middle of summer and we're starting to produce Christmas ornaments uh, so that people can get them done for Christmas. Like it's it's a long process. Uh, the the tiles we've been working on for for I don't know six to eight eight months probably. Um, and we were going to delay it, and we thought, no, we're we're, we're good where we are. Um, we're happy with what we have. We're going to release stretch goals with new uh, new tile styles and, and and all that. So um, we decided to go ahead with it.
0: Right? Do you have anything you? What, what do you What do you think?
2: Um, I was while uh, y'all have been chatting. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been uh, was skimming your website, looking at all the different variety of dice and stuff. And it's truly, it's truly amazing. Um, being a creative spirit that I am, seeing somebody, you know, you know, start something and, and watching it blossom into something is truly, uh, truly remarkable. And I give props to you. Uh, one thing I want to ask Thank is like when you go, when you're going forward to deciding dice, where do you pull your inspiration from for some of the designs? So
1: uh i'll i'll be totally transparent on most of our dice um the 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 metallic dice that you see with gears um with the dragon dice with the skull dice um they're not original designs by us Um, we we added a collection of of um of dice to the site because we had so many customers coming that we wanted to make sure we had something for Everybody whatever their interest was, and that's why we kind of added those now if you again with with the prices if you look at uh, at some of the prices that the, these dice you can you can find these dice on other sites for crazy prices like it it drives, it drives me crazy how how much people get milked for dice it, <laughs> it drives me nuts because there are some um, if you're looking at um, handmade resin dice by t- truly artisans, uh, you know, on Instagram, man, those things are worth a ton. Like they, they're one of a kind handmade stuff by a, you know, an individual. It's very different than a mach- machine that's stamping out, you know, thousands of dice a month. Um, and I, I get that there's some creativity that goes into the design of those, but they don't, they don't need to go for the the, the crazy prices that they do. Um, I, if you're, yeah. if you're, i I, even 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 other other companies um will take the same dice that we have and put their logo on the 20 and say hey these are our dice (laughs) this is our design and charge a crazy amount and uh i i just don't think that's uh i don't think that's a cool practice
0: It doesn't. I, my wife is a dice goblin. She admits it wholeheartedly. So I, I, every time she's like, I want to buy dice, I start to cringe a little bit because I've seen some of those prices, especially because I typically buy dice from my local game shop. Or mm. there, And then, of course, like there's subscription boxes for everything. There's a subscription box for dice, and she's gotten some cool yeah. dice out of it, but sometimes, the, sometimes thinking about that cost is like, oh, that kind of makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i i mean yeah if you're if you're uh, my advice would just be if you're buying dice that are not like handmade by an artisan and you know it uh shop around shop around because you can you can probably find a better price for the same dice uh awesome. at, at least on our site
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah shameless plug go to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. MithrilArmory.ca or .com. 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 Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I. uh, Yeah. So, so even the one of the things was the wooden dice uh, that we added. I thought, I thought these were going to be awesome. Um, uh, But they they didn't. They, they weren't. (laughs) To be totally honest, they weren't. And, and what happened was, uh, the we bought wooden cases to go with them. I don't know if you guys you might have seen this post on Instagram. And, um, and, and they wouldn't fit in the wooden cases. So now I'm trying to clear out the wooden dice that we have. So you can get, mm-hmm. I think I said 30, 40% originally. They're actually 33% off. And if you buy two, you get free shipping. Shameless plug there. Um, it's all will, good. It, go for it. But honestly, go, go and shop around for, for Rosewood dice. And then, then go see how much I'm selling them for you. <laughs> Again, it's
0: crazy how much people charge. It is. It, it truly is. It's. It, it's just, and the, especially now because it's so popular to get into for the for for doing the the D and D and all of that. It's yeah. So so prevalent in 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 culture right now. It's like, oh yeah, hey, I'm gonna strike strike while the iron's hot, and I'm just gonna charge money because a lot like that yeah. dot com boom. It's like once once it peaks, it'll peak, and then everybody will be all scrambling to try and offload.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so sketch dice was um, one that we thought would kind of ruff, ruffle some feathers, too, uh, because uh, we wanted uh, to say, you know, any, anybody can design some cool dice, you know, and, and you, don't, you don't have to be messing with silicone molds and, and um, you know, mixing resins and all that. And,
0: it's, it's, and if you don't no, like the no, design, wash the, the dice, business. do it again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some, get some alcohol and wash away your pain.
2: hey i i I, I agree with that statement
1: i
0: can totally see that okay i can see that you know people talk about dice jail hey i made my d20 i i followed the 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 rubric for it i rolled it it keeps failing you know what i'm not going to put it in dice jail i'm just going to erase it and put the 20 somewhere else on the die. maybe it'll do better next time
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, I think there's there's one of uh, well, there's somebody from from the Realm Smith uh, fan base who bought some, and he's like, I'm going to put twenties on all the sides, <laughs> they to, like they're going to notice <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we're again, like I have total respect for all for all the artisans that are are making resin dice. They, they, you you can do stuff with resin that you're never going to do with the marker, uh, with a paint pen. But on the other hand, you can do stuff with the sketch dice that you could never do with resin. So we actually sent a bunch of sketch dice to um, some, some people on, on, on Instagram uh, who, who are dice makers that make them with resin. And we just sent them out to them and said, hey, us well, what you think. Like, I want to see what you could come up with on, <laughs> on a flat surface. Uh, so I'm, I'm really curious as to uh, you know, what the, these artisan dice makers are going to come up with uh, for us.
0: <laughs> I'm a little curious about that too
1: yeah alright well
0: we talked all this time about Mithril let's take a couple of minutes to talk about uh, of course the, 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 how we all know how we know each other and that is through yeah. Realmsmith um, yeah. so talked a little bit you started playing during Sentinels of the Storm and of course right now we're in Tides of Wildemount. Yeah. and all of that you play uh, Yao, the tortle, uh Warlock Wizard Wizard yeah. Oh, that's right. you, did, you did with the with the the Chronal ability which
1: Yeah, Duna Man, see
0: I've got to tell you, as a dungeon master, I am so trying to figure out a way to shut that skill down. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it is limited. Uh, I mean, it's limited to two uses per long rest. Um and and the challenge for me is to not do it on something stupid. <laughs> because i because i'm I'm so tempted to like you know i throw a rock at plunk rock and i miss his head so i use it to hit him again you know like this I, I just want to avoid using it on stupid things but i also want to make sure i use it uh i don't want to go to a long rest having one of those slots left over that's
0: fair so, i mean if you only yes. have two slots per long rest and i mean you got to find a way to use it and i i have to say if The way you used them last night was one of those is why I have this like, man, talk about it's like you're right there on the edge of everything going horribly wrong. It's like, I'm going to make you re-roll that (laughs) roll. Yeah.
1: So, well, I I did actually, so I I did fail, um, or sorry, I forced the the port caller to re-roll and he still succeeded on one of the, the intimidation checks, I think it was. And yeah, I think it was. Up. I think that's it was. The, I think it was
0: when you're trying to, trying to, spoiler, trying to blackmail the pork collar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and now that I have fast friends, <laughs> fast friends is is amazing, and I love it <laughs> for this character who has gone from having no friends to being able to make people his friends at will. <laughs> it, it's so amazing. You know, to, 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 to I, if you. I think I've been fairly intentional about the character development with, with Bakaya. I, I was with Muskoka as well, uh, but previous characters, not really at all. Um, Bakaya went from being a prisoner to a wizard, saw some serious stuff, saw people tortured and, and killed and extorted and, and all this, um, where the, the wizard would do this to people he would call his friends. You know, he, he was still over them, he was more powerful than them. So he could he could do this to them, but he would still refer to them as you know his acquaintances at worst, maybe friends. So Bakayal's sense of what a what a friend is is not, it's not a little great. skewed at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the thought of of, of a master servant relationship um, and how does that work into friendship? Um, you know, that's that's one of the issues he has with Gaziel is that Gaziel treats him like she's his master. Um, but she's smaller, and she's weaker. And she's supposed to be good. And like, you know, he's, he's not going to... That explains really a lot. Go.
0: That, that, that yeah. really does explain a lot. Because there have been a number, of, I tell you, there have been a number of questions like, what is up with this friction between yeah. Gaziel and Buckayao or Buckayao and Plunk Rock or just some of these things. Like yeah. going into the early part of the season with the whole bit with like with Yana and it's like I don't trust her. I don't yeah. trust her so at with, all.
1: So with Yana, it's it's um, it, it, it it was it wasn't to do with her being evil. We knew she was evil. Uh, and really, Bakhtanya doesn't have a problem with that. He, the, what is, you know, what is good and what is evil? It, it's uh, it's relative. A, a social concept. Yeah, it's just, it's, it is very relative. Um, so he doesn't really care that, that Yana is evil. What he cares is that Yana has shown that she has no allegiance to anybody. She's not really allied to us. She, she, she said as much, she, that she was, you know, doing things because it would work out well for her. Um, and we saw her go against the Plank King, and we saw that she would go against us. Like, we, we saw these things. Uh, well, back at the did anyways. Like, it was more that she, she had no allegiance, rather than she was just evil. Um, I, I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know that she was actually going to, in the end, again, spoiler alert, yeah. Up to the season, I didn't know that she was going to actually really turn on the party. I didn't expect that. Um, but for yeah, I just it was just the character, just the character couldn't couldn't trust her because um, she had no allegiance.
0: So. Ryan, what are your thoughts as a writer? Uh, I'm not quite as prolific as storytelling, but I'm getting better at it. What do you what do you think about what What are your thoughts on a buck on a? Dave's character development for Buckeyeau.
2: It's very interesting, and the interesting nature going on. It it brings that suspense out really well. Like you never, you never really know uh, what's going to happen, and that's a great thing with you know writing the character. Try to keep it on the edge of, do you know, but you don't know.
0: So what what are your motivate what was some of the inspirations for Bucky Al in terms of setting up this kind of this kind of path for him? There there there've been some tidbits people are like what is up with his backstory? Yeah. What is up with that? And I have yeah. got to admit I'm a little curious because first season of tides Bucky Al seems like this naive kid
1: Yeah, who... meek. And, and and really okay so he he really went from just being Downtrodden, uh, abused, beaten down, neglected, but he was—he's not dumb. He he watched the wizard. He learned from him. He saw how to handle himself around people. He had to survive traveling all the way from the empire down to uh, Palma Flora. Um, he, so hes, he's not a—he's not a dumb character. He's just trying to find where he fits in the hierarchy of the world, ah. of, of the, the spectrum of good versus evil, of master versus servant, um, and, and the concept of friendship uh, in all of that. Um, and, and I, th- I would dare to say that even, even in, in real life, uh, in friendships, there's often a dominant friend in any relationship that's, that's just got a little bit more of an edge or the other one who who might get away with poking the bear a little bit more or getting getting favors or whatever I, I would say that even even in the real world there's a little bit of that in a lot of relationships yeah that's the whole um, that's the
0: whole premise between the behind like the a person a type personality or the b-type personality you have those strong people in a, in, in the group some would argue are natural yeah. leaders but on the other end they could just be people you can't have one without the other. You can't, somebody has to be willing to let the other person take the lead.
1: Yeah. 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 So this is, uh, yeah. I mean, his, so he was, he was taken when he was um, very young, taken away from his family, from his home. Um, and he was taken because of his um, orange coloring on his shell. It was very, is it atypical. It's not, uh, it's not, uh, you know, against the rules, but it's atypical for turtles. Um, and so he was taken just as like a, a pet, as a, a collector's item, and then was kind of just used to, to do things just as a servant.
0: That doesn't uh, seem surprising with wizards being eccentric.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I eventually he got away um, and made his way to the party, and that's when everybody kind of met him. So now he's he just he's like, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't really need to take this anymore.
2: <laughs> I don't really
1: need to do what you're saying. Um, and now we're at, at the point we're at now. It's like maybe you could even do what I say. <laughs> so now, we're like we're, the the, the character has turned from I will do everything you say because I have to to mm, I don't have a master to mm, maybe you could do favors for me.
0: That's interesting. That and and I have to I have to give you credit. That's actually very subtle. Hearing hearing you kind of express that, and going through the season now, I want to now it's like I want to go back and try to find those subtle pivots because in con- now that with this new context, that actually is it actually starts to come clear. You know, there's there's these moments you do kind of see that shift, and and yeah. it you're starting to see that it's uh, I'm really fascinating. I really really am curious to see what's going to happen as the season progresses, and then. We have to totally shift gears and go back to Muskoka, <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's also a, uh, a bit of a downtrodden sort of character, right? I mean, he, he is, he's quite different, has a very different background, but um, he's also trying to find his place in the party. Um, you know, they, he, he, was, he was allowed to die. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you want to talk about Muskoka. But he, but he, he went through a, a big change after he, after he, he died. And and if if you're dead in D and D, if you're dead, I think what is it, 24 hours, like that's where you start rolling dice to see how screwed up are you when you come back.
0: <laughs> actually, that is actually at DM's discretion in the the, uh, depending on how you do it. Like if, it's an optional rule. And again, this is it's Jason's table. Jason takes takes the rules. I'm just. As, another done, as a, someone who kind of studies D- D&D as, as, as an academic at this point, because I have so much of it and I'm so interested and there's all this discussion, y- y- the minute you die, the minute you get resurrected, you could have those kind of resurrection uh, re- restrictions. It's all a matter of how it fits mm-hmm. the story and what you want to go through. And I, rem- I know that Death of Muskoka was like one of those things It was like, wait, what? And then yeah. for us to come in there and and be a part of that session, and I play I play Tamazar, who's a dwarf yeah. cleric, and yeah. he he's just like this whole like, what it, oh. you're lucky yeah. we got some of these. <laughs> you, it's you, like
1: yeah, you saved you saved him, yeah. That you.
0: And that that which actually tied back to a, a community session we did where they had to fight. We had uh, uh, several of these scrolls in a treasure hoard because. The creature we were fighting was could literally kill you in one shot. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So it's after that session, um, actually, it was after the the finale. Um, I I had a talk with with Joel, and Joel was like, oh, it "Feels so extreme. Like you're you're <laughs> like, why is he so why is he so different?" And and I said to him like, "I didn't go unconscious. I died. Like the characters go unconscious." every now and then. It's, oh, yeah. it's not abnormal. They get brought back to life, they're stabilized, they're okay. Uh, let's have some rations and a long rest. But when they die? Like that that would change you. <laughs> I think that would change you being dead. And you know uh, Jane Jay narrated um how during that that time that he was dead, he he was having uh nightmares, what seemed like nightmares for an eternity like the the time just kept going um so having woken up from that then it's then it's like okay so did i live through that and now i'm in the dream or was that like what was that as a character trying to figure out did i live this nightmare or or am i living this world so so the the psychological effect on on the character um i mean he, he just doesn't want to go through that again so the, the, the spirit of self-preservation is going to really drive him now and, and say, you know, what? I'm, I'm not supposed to be bait. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be at the back of the party healing you guys.
0: Yeah, not the other way around.
1: There. Yeah, and he, he was just being a good friend and, and just being part of the team and going out and doing what he was told was his role. Uh, but he, he, he can't really do that anymore.
0: Definitely curious to see how that'll play into Muskoka going in, going into next season. I missed. Yeah. You too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've we we're right here about at the hour mark. So, uh, real quick, any do you have any questions for us? I mean, you you see me in the chat every so often. You see me torture people. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll say torture people in the chat in the in the Discord, and, I, and I'm sure you've heard stories of the of the sessions I've run. Um, <laughs> so those kinds of things and rise yeah. aspiring author. So he, he does, he does a uh, bit bits and whatnot and does the reviews for movies and stuff. But do you have anything you want to, you want to poke, you want to poke and prod us about?
1: Uh, on, honestly, um, I don't know why I say it start with honestly, but I, uh, we, we played together a session, uh, two sessions. Yes. Uh, a year ago.
0: Yeah. Um, Roughly. Uh, almost a year ago it was uh pigeons of the dash which i still have the (laughs) video files
1: yeah that was was a that was a lot that was a ton of fun uh i
0: I felt we had good chemistry we had a lot of fun with that so it's it's definitely one of my favorite games i've played in the last five years
1: yeah i i would love uh i'd I'd love to play again sometime if you're if you're up for it if you want to do like a one-off or whatever uh i could probably drag in a couple of couple of the guys um because uh, yeah, I haven't—I've haven't been playing for that long. Um, I think it's—I mean—it's only been maybe two and a half years. Like I, I started playing when Jay introduced me to it. I guess. Just <laughs> but but I, I've known Jay—I've known Jay for for twenty, twenty-three, twenty-four years. Like i known him a long time. Um, and he I'm he waited he TV. waited
0: till three years ago to be like, hey Dave, come check out this game we play.
1: Yeah, and we were we were we were in the we were just in my backyard, and uh, he just fired up a session. I'm like, okay, so you are walking down this hill and you find a campfire. Like, we just we just did it. And after that that little 20 minute session, I was hooked. Like, I, I gotta do this more. That's awesome. So, so if you're if you're ever up for for you know a one-off or like a mini series on the side, I'm 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 happy to do that because it'd be cool to
0: i'm good with that i've got my uh my saturday stream is kick is starting up this saturday for challenge accepted which was a community which started as a community thing then of course there's the mod squad game saturday morning and a couple of them are in the chat right now like hey you're welcome to come join us if you got a free saturday morning i mean it's an open invitation for uh for brandon and adam as well if they have free saturday morning but if not, I'm yeah. sure we could put something together. I'd like to do a I'd like to do some more charity streams. Like I'd really yeah. love to dive into some Shadowrun for a one-off, one-off or yeah. just again doing more just doing a game for for kicks. I'm all for
1: it. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Well, uh I love love what you guys are doing and love that you have your your own stream going. Um like it like I said, my my perspective is there's there's so much room for for everybody to do their thing and get their stuff out there and um i think it takes a a common entrepreneurial spirit to do what you're doing to just say like i can do this i'm gonna do it (laughs) and i think that there's there's a there's a big chasm full of a lot of people uh and and on each side is the cliff of i could do it and (laughs) i'm going to do it (laughs) so good on you for like for doing it (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> let, me, let me know how how we can uh, you know support you and and get your name out to you an email to to our, our folks. I think we, we sent you a bunch of stuff to, to do giveaways and and that sort of thing. So yeah, which
0: uh, which I, I'm, I'm gonna to do. I'm gonna give away the uh, sketch dice on the D and D streams, and I'm gonna do a sketch dice giveaway here on YouTube. Obviously not cool. this session, but the puzzle box I'm gonna give away to my patrons because I did awesome. the shift from purely Twitch to I'm kind of branching over to Twitch and YouTube for streams. D and D stuff I'm still working out because my D and D streams are very interactive. I call them the tricksters, where they can throw bits and whatnot and actually influence what happens in the game. Life. The party, it's depending on who you speak to. The part, the 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 one thing everybody loves is throw wild magic, which if you're not familiar, on the sorcerer table there's a D one hundred. You roll it. And when you cast a spell, this other thing happens. Ah. One character seems to have all of these good things keep happening to him. We're waiting for when the penny drops and he gets a <laughs> slew of the bag. But <laughs> it, it, it find a way to kind of help influence Because in, in, I really like how so and, and you guys try to work on the whole... Uh, interaction and immersion, and and interacting with the players I remember those early streams hey click this emoji for this person this emoji for this other person which is really cool I was looking at you know let me try this whole thing for it's like hey if you want to influence you want to give the party a heal or a random item or you know make things go horribly wrong you can do that Mm. and I I think it kind of helps helps the way that whole kind of plays out so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I love it.
0: All right. Well, I don't want to keep you any later. I know you got stuff to do. Um, this is pretty much going to wrap up our night. Uh, thank you everyone in the chat for watching. Uh, feel free to leave comments. If you've got questions for Dave, leave them there. I'll make sure he gets it, gets them. And you know, this element where we kind of unpack the character from Rome Smith. I, I like that. I think I need to try and get more of you guys on so we can unpack those characters and, Get some of that, hate to say it, kind of that talk show. I'm not going to say the name because we know the talk show we're (laughs) thinking about. Just to unpack some of these episodes a bit more. I know Joel does Player's Table and he does a great job with that. Kind of going on those things. But I like diving into this more of the psychological side. Especially because it's like finding out some more about the character's backstory. And then thinking back on those episodes. Like, oh wait, I missed that. Oh, that's good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i tried i re, i'm really trying to um uh like i said i'm 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 newer to the game so i don't know all the nuances of the rules the same way um but i do want to develop an interesting character and put a lot of effort and thought into that
0: i i definitely say you're off to a great start with muskoka and bucko so oh, thank dave thank you for joining us the chat everyone thank you for joining us uh saturday morning t- uh, 10 a.m shadow watch is uh, gonna figure out where their missing gnomes are and gallons accepted season three kicks off i don't know what they're doing yet i may just i'm really thinking i'm just gonna pick a magazine from my stack here and whatever adventures in that magazine is what we're gonna play i really don't know yet but i'll figure it out and uh rye thank you of course for hanging out as always my friend moderators Love you guys in the chat. You guys are awesome. Right on point with those things. And with that, stay safe, love each other, and we'll see you on our next stream. Good night, everybody. Peace. And I have the right back.